0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. It's time for Right Spot with Dunedin UNESCO City of Literature. This time every fortnight, we celebrate Ortiporti Dunedin status as a UNESCO City of Literature by looking at things literary. And this morning, it's my great pleasure to have on the line Dougal Rollstone. Dougal, he was born in Gore. He spent a lot of his time around the uh, Matilda River. Um, now he's had a good deal of time to reflect on his relationship with the river, uh, as a keen fly fisherman, angler, and someone who loves the landscape. He has produced a book called Upstream on the Matolda. And Dougal joins us on the line to talk about that now. Morena, great to have you with us, Dougal.
1: Uh, good morning, Jeff. Yeah, nice to nice to be with you.
0: It's a special place, a uh, special river. When well, I say place, of course, two hundred and forty kilometres uh, of uh, of distance for you travelling and walking upstream to re- record parts of this book. But take us back to to your earliest memories of time around the river.
1: Well, as as you mentioned in the in- introduction, Jeff, I was I was born in um, in Gore and lived in East Gore, just a couple of blocks from the Matara. Um, for the very for, until I was about seventeen and went to university, I've been connected though with Southland ever since. But we had the Waikaka Stream just um, just at the end of our street, and uh, the river was was um, was our swimming pool uh, back in those days on those uh, uh, the odd warm summer afternoon or evening in Southland. I recall swimming in the river. Um, there's a photograph in my book, actually, and I'm so fortunate to have it of me as a one-year-old up to my chest in the river with my father standing over me. So this is the summer of 51, uh, and it's um, at a place we, we, uh, I later knew as the Bend, just on the north side of Gore. So I became connected to the river very early. My, my first concrete memory, actually, was um, uh, catching a trout there when I was four, and it was such an extraordinary event that it absolutely um, became set in my in my mind, and and uh, so I can recall that uh, absolutely vividly. So it was my place of fun, really, the, the the place of my happiness, Jeff.
0: That early experience, perhaps triggering what has been a lifelong passion for you, you, I'm sure, angling, fly fishing around the world. Um, and no doubt you've been able to reflect and make many comparisons about your experience of being riverside in in very different locations. Uh, what can you say about the particular character of the matolda? Well
1: it's interesting you mentioned my walk from the the coast i wanted to I wanted to build up a, a uh, reacquaint myself with parts of the river that perhaps I've become unfamiliar with. The uh, wonderful American writer Thomas McGuane uh, once said that um, it's really only possible to 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 know one river well in your lifetime, and perhaps even a, a small part of a river intimately. And I, I had. Um, at various part, times of my life, known different parts of the Matara. I wanted to pull it all together. But I should say also, you know, it includes, um, it's a broad catchment, which includes the, the Waikaya and, and many small, wonderful streams that run into it. it. It just happens to be, I think without doubt, one of the finest uh, dry fly streams for for brown trout in the world. Uh, but that was just a lucky chance for me. I, I love the river because it's um, there's something magical and about moving water, and uh, and it keeps drawing me back to this landscape. So for me, it's uh, it's partly about this extraordinary river which traverses a lot of country and changes in character from a gorgeous mountain stream at the top end in a part of the world that I think you know reasonably well up in the. The, uh, the, where it comes out of the Air Mountains, um, it's quite a different river where it enters the the coast to join all the other rivers that have ever flowed um, uh, in Favos Strait. Uh, so it was wonderful, really, to in that walk to be able to put all those uh, those different parts again together in my mind. And I, I I walked the river, I walked it and wrote about it, really as a tribute to the river because while much has changed, and I. Over time, particularly since uh, European settlers came to this part of the world and not all of it for the better When it comes to our natural landscapes, I wanted to write a a, a Love letter to the river if you like to reflect What it's meant to me as a person because I, I regretted that people in the past Haven't done that about this river and and frankly many rivers they tend to go Unnoticed but they they do mean things to people important things
0: I guess you could have taken a number of different approaches to to writing a book. Um, you could purely have focused on, on fishing, and that alone would uh, potentially have a massive audience internationally, I suppose, Dougal. But no, you've chosen um, this approach. And that includes, of course, the communities, the people of the river. How much uh, have you dwelt on that in this book, Upstream on the Mataura?
1: Well, quite a lot. Um, I, I mean, I spoke to people as I walked, but I reflected also in the book on the friendships and connections that I've had over the years um, as a result of my involvement with the river. And um, so there's, 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 I think, a good... I tried to insert a good deal of material about about the the towns and and um the changes i 've seen in the towns and the people i've i 've met on the river and connected with the river friends i've i've made it's um and and, and this landscape of of northern south and and uh, and the garbies and you know, the the mountains and so on that um, have become the landscape of my happiness really so it's it's a totality and that 's what I wanted to to write about, so it's under the guise almost of, of a fly-fishing story, but I wanted it to be much more about that, and I've, I've also inserted some of my own life connected to, to the river into it, because that was the kind of book I, I wanted to write, not really just to leave a record of what this river has meant to one person um, after a, you know, a fairly reasonably long life at this point, Jeff.
0: Dougal, um water um, is, is 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 critical to every aspect of life We know that we also know that there's much discussion about the health of our waterways um, the future of our waterways you i suppose with this decades long relationship with the Marah will have considered those things the impact that we're having on it. Do you feel for the river? Do you feel confident about the health of the river?
1: It's a mixed bag, Jeff. I, I, um, I could dwell on the things that haven't gone well and the changes have been enormous in the last 150 years and many of them have degraded the river. Um, but there are some optimistic signs. Um, I have reflected though in my book about the loss of um, some of the smaller streams that have run into that run into the Matara, which have been um, degraded by uh changes in the way we we um we farm and the intensity of that farming and it, it it's had an impact um but rivers have a, a a substantial restorative power themselves, and given half a chance they recover so i've whilst i've i've uh, reflected and talked. Sometimes quite strongly about the negative changes that have taken place. I, I, I'm definitely not lacking in hope. I think there's a, a better dialogue now about rivers and the way we treat them than when I was a boy. I mean, I, I, I need to tell the story of working for my um, in my uh, uh, uncle's bookstore in, in Matara when they had a bookstore there a long time ago. Um, during my school holidays. And one of my jobs was to, first thing in the morning, walk down to the bridge with a bin of rubbish and throw it in off the bridge. And most of the retailers and shopkeepers in Matara did that at that time. And just upstream, the paper mill and the freezing works were pouring an enormous amount of effluent in the river. Now, that's not happening now. And, and um, people are treating the river with more respect, but we've got a long way to go But at least we're talking about it now, and there's a a better dialogue, and um, I have to be confident that we will make progress.
0: Dougal, getting back to the people of the river, or at least the people that you have met on the river, I imagine, um, given the amount of time you've spent there, that there will have been some rather special characters that you've come across, perhaps some lifelong friendships forged?
1: Yes um um i've I've fished with a group of uh, people for now uh you know, closing on fifty years and uh um these are um these are deeply important connections i'm I'm in the south at the moment i'm standing uh, on the, the on the outskirts of a small town in northern south and with sheep around me but i I have an old friend waiting in a cafe nearby having a cup of coffee and uh, these are um, these have been rich uh, connections with, with people as well, Jeff. That's absolutely right. Very important to me.
0: Dougal, tell us about the physical aspects of this book. How does it look? How have you presented this work?
1: So it's in two parts, uh, Jeff. It's the first part, and, and a little more than half of the book in total, is is a narrative of the walk, um, which which... Provided that, excuse me, quite, quite neat way of putting the book together, which was really, excuse me, to start at the coast and work my way up. So it's it's really the first part of the book is uh, is an outline of my walk and and the experiences I had. And as I walked, I reflected on bits of the river that I knew at different times, and I included those pieces in that walk section. And the second half of the book is a series of um short stories associated with my connection from the river. The first one is an imagined story um based on that photograph I mentioned earlier about me up to my shoulders in the river and um that stories as a kid as a seven year old um uh, swimming with my father in a in a pool in the in the Matara just north of Gore and seeing one evening. Uh, the river sort of come alive with the the rings of rising trout and how mesmerized I was by that. And and stories of loss. I wrote a story um, called Fortune Creek in there, which um, was published in the United States a couple of years ago. And that's a story of loss, really. A story of uh, the degradation of what was a a total gem of a tributary of the Matara, which I lament. So it's it's in that in in that form, Jeff, including a story about fishing with my with my grandchildren now. So um, it's a full circle thing.
0: Dougal, who have been instrumental in helping you realise this project upstream on the Mataura? Um,
1: There've been there've been a number of important people. Um, most notably, I I I've been a reader all of my life and. Um, but I hadn't envisaged being a writer, uh, but I realized late in my life that that was something I wanted to do. I wanted to tell a story in particular, and I went to my friend Diane Brown, who's a, a well-known poet and, and memoirist and, and a novelist and so on, and um, talked to Diane and, and plucked up the courage, actually, to join... Uh, one of her writing groups. And so Diane has been extremely helpful, and as have the people in that writing group who critique my work and help me, um, encourage me really to write um, a different kind of book, if you like, to one that might have been written by just somebody focused solely on fly fishing. But I've had good advice from A number of other people um, through that process and that's part of this wonderful literary scene in Dunedin I feel so privileged really to know um, and be able to talk to a number of really fine writers and so the environment has played a part uh, as well I've I've fished a lot over the years with um, my wonderful friend Kevin Ireland from Auckland he comes down and partly to fish and partly to be with uh, people in the south who he's got to know, and Kevin's been helpful and uh, wrote some nice things about my book. Um, so, yes, there have been a number of people, But uh, and, and, Jeff, I probably missed folk who I should have mentioned, but uh, it's been a very helpful environment.
0: Well, congratulations on the book, Dougal. Upstream on the Matara, a special publication, and I'm sure many of our listeners will be looking forward to reading it. Um, before you go, Dougal, uh, you are, of course, looking forward to a rather special event as part of Dunedin Writers and Readers Festival. And there's an event called Rivers, Riptides, and Roads, which is bringing you together with Eric Morrison and uh, Bruce Ansley. Tell us about what you're hoping and expecting for that session.
1: Well, firstly, it's, it's such a privilege to be to be asked to to be involved. I've, I've been a uh, in the audience of that event for a number of years. So to actually be there is a bit of a dream in a way. I hope it's an opportunity to talk about the the things we love. And and what I'd like to perhaps try and get across is the extent to which um, fly fishing, not particularly because it's fly fishing, but just because it's kept drawing me back to the river, has I think allowed me to see the detail of, of rivers and, and the way currents move and, and uh, uh, you know, I've spent many, many years uh, walking beside the, the Makara and watching it closely and forming that deep love for it in a way and the landscape. So those are the things I'd like to try and pass on to people rather than, uh, because it's certainly not, a, not about um, how to catch trout or particularly about how to cast a fly.
0: Rivers, Riptides and Roads, that's part of Dunedin Writers and Readers Festival, Saturday 8th of May, you can get your tickets of course for that event now, and of course you can purchase your copy of Upstream on the Mataura from, well, I guess a number of different locations, right Tugal?
1: That's right, yes, I've I've been, uh, again, fortunate that it's been well supported in Dunedin, and um, uh, it's on its uh, third print now, so I'm feeling very, very pleased about it. Mm.
0: Google Rillstone, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on the Awesome Morning Show.
1: It's been a real pleasure, Jeff. Thank you.
0: This podcast was produced by Or FM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand on the Air.